app. While your day is winding down, they're just getting started. This is South Coast Tonight with Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow. They've got you covered on all the news of the day. From local issues to politics on both sides of the aisle. This is the place where the movers and shakers come to be heard. To listen. And where they're held accountable. This is South Coast Tonight on WBSM. Welcome to South Coast Tonight. I'm Marcus Farrow. 508-996-0500 is how you can join me this evening. We'll also take your messages on the WBSM app. We should be joined soon by Carl Alves of PACA. Um, they have been doing a lot of work um, in the housing front. Um, you know, doing recently, actually, there was a, uh, a housing forum that was uh, held by Congressman Bill Keating. Uh, it was at UMass Dartmouth, and it talked about all the programs that were available, all the tools that were available, and some strategies on how to combat the, you know, I keep using this description, but intractable housing crisis. So, um, you know, it's an issue in New Bedford, it's an issue in Fall River, it's an issue everywhere. Uh, I think in New Bedford in particular, uh, I believe it's, you know, the population grew 6,000 over the last 10 years, but uh, housing stock was depleted by 2,000 units in that time. So, um, you know, 10 pounds of potatoes in a five-pound bag. It's the kind of situation we're dealing with. But joining us now is Carl Alves from PACA. Hey, Carl. Oh. Carl? Yes, sir. Okay, good. How's it going? It's good. Uh, It's good. Busy times. So um, you're you're the president of PACA, and can you just explain to people what PACA is? Sure, sure. It stands for Positive Action Against Chemical Addiction, and uh, we're a grassroots organization that is dedicated to um, prevention, uh, treatment, recovery support services, trying to help people uh, find better pathways to recovery. Sure. And... uh, and uh, so we're involved in a lot of different kinds of things. Well, so one of those things is um, housing. Just for, I, I always want to do this before we ha- we start our interview, uh, in case di- disclosures are necessary. Carl and I are related. Um, we are cousins, second or third cousins. I don't know how, I don't know what, uh, what level of cousins we are, but <laughs> we are related. So um, Car- Carl, Carl, uh, 
one of the one of the areas that you guys work on is housing. That does have a, lo- a lot of overlap with with addiction. But um, you have been um, you've you've been a leader in the uh, in this front for more affordable housing uh, for some time. And recently, there was uh, a conference, uh, a forum held at UMass Dartmouth by Congressman Bill Keating, where he gave you and Councilor at Large Shane Berg our credit for for its organization. Can you tell us a little bit about that conference that happened uh, last week? Sure can. It's a, I'm just happy and fortunate to be, you know, um, part of it. Uh, it it's uh, housing options for momentum and equity, and this is a non-governmental group, uh, consumer, uh, consumer or uh, community-based group with that includes, you know, folks from all walks of life, uh, from investors and developers to uh, pro folks that run programs, consumers, um, cross-section. It is a wide focus group that really wants to promote housing, good quality housing, uh, affordable and otherwise um, in our community, because we are certainly, as you were just uh, describing earlier, the uh, 10 pounds of potatoes in a five pound bag. That's where we're at right now, uh, because we haven't been producing new housing in our community, and I'm not just talking about New Bedford, but greater New Bedford, um, for quite some time. And we're finding that lots of people are moving down here. Uh, the housing stock is actually shrinking. We all saw the fire the other day that wiped out another 30 units of housing, and mm-hmm. there's been a, a number of fires that have probably wiped out maybe close to 100 units of uh, housing uh, over the last month or so, a couple of months. And so, you know, we're working and we've been working together, you know, for the last six months to um, just raise awareness, um, bring forward ideas to the uh, administration, to folks that are uh, in the know. And they were really pleased because uh, the mayor put forth a 22-point plan that, uh, you know, includes a lot of different kinds of uh, elements to it. And some of them were direct. Um, result of the work that our community has been doing through the Home Coalition. And I think there is an understanding, and I think, you know, people understand the need. You know, yes, we want to have, you know, there's some great luxury apartments being built downtown and, um, you know, in the city, which is fantastic. Uh, But we also recognize that not everybody can afford those. Uh, And so we need to make space for everyone because our community is so great because of the nature of our um, our diversity and the different kinds of people here. And we don't want to lose our neighborhoods by just folks just kind of migrating into this city, you know, buying up uh, uh, and gentrifying uh, our community. So, um, Carl, at that at that at that forum, uh, Congressman Keating announced uh, some love, uh, some two million in funding uh, for the city for mm-hmm. homelessness initiatives. Your organization, PACA, right. um, I think got a couple hundred thousand dollars. Yep. Uh, so, yes. what, can you tell us what, what that's uh, what what that's for? Uh, well, first of all, I mean, you know, we're very grateful and we work very closely with HUD, and it's terrific. Um, HUD is the however, uh, this just is kind people, of an annual allotment. Just for people who don't know, Carl, just one second. People who don't know, HUD is the Federal Office of um, Housing and Urban Development. Development. So just just for people who may not know. And they're the ones that really fund our local New Bedford Housing Authority with uh, lots of most of its funding, uh, as well as uh, a lot of the Section 8 certificates that are available 
uh, is a very large agency that has a major impact in our in our community. And part of what they do is they give communities dollars to spend to address homelessness in in the individual you know uh, community. And our our uh, local group that kind of applies for HUD money is called the Homeless Service Provider Network. Uh, which is a, a group of maybe 40-plus different organizations uh, that are, you know, working on homeless-related issues. And this is more narrow than the home group. I know it gets a little confusing, but this is really specific around issues of homelessness. And so each year, the city of New Bedford, and, you know, kudos to um, Josh Amaral and, and his deputy, um, Jennifer Clark, out of the Office of Home, uh, Housing and uh, community development. Um, they coordinate an application um, on behalf of the city that includes partners like PACA, Stepping Stone, Catholic Social Services, Veterans Transition, uh, and others uh, to submit to the feds. And we were very fortunate to, uh, you know, uh, be funded. Uh, that said, you know, uh, PACA was actually the first organization to apply for permanent supportive housing program back in the late 90s. Uh, and that is the same funding that has carried forward over the last 20-plus years. And so uh, although it is money that is really critical to making things happen, it's not like a new bucket of money okay. that isn't already uh, kind of accounted for. It's more of an annual uh, application that we, we keep going in order to maintain the units that we have currently. Um, so every once in a while, there are new projects, and there are a couple this year. Stepping Stone got some extra money to do some uh, extra projects, as did High Point. So, you know, we're expanding a little bit, uh, but it's really a collective approach to try to, um, you know, create space, help people that uh, have disabilities, people that have experienced homelessness, and they get back on their feet and live productive lives going forward. I'm really pleased to say that over the, you know, 20 plus years that we've been doing that, a number of the folks that have been in this program have, you know, leveraged themselves out of homelessness and now are homeowners and living productive uh, lives and really kind of turned things around. And that is good for all of our community. And that's what we want to see more of. So we're speaking with Carl Alves of, uh, of PACA, um, one of the leading organizations in the, uh, the fight for more affordable housing in New Bedford. So the home group you've, you talked about a little bit, you guys meet uh, fairly regularly. Um, you have that you had this conference and that was a major thing the the, 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 the forum with representatives from HUD uh, yeah. and the congressman and other organizations. There was actually a lot to learn there. Um, I, I was learning a lot myself. Yeah. And I'm glad you guys covered it. I mean, I, cause this is, it gets a little bit, you know, it's, it is a bit bureaucratic and that what have you, but there's a tremendous amount of resources that they presented, but it's, it's all, we're competing against Boston. We're competing yeah. against, you know, communities all over the country for these dollars. So we have to make sure that we are organized, um, thoughtful in our approach and really uh, have access and connection uh, with folks at HUD. And, and I think kudos to uh, representative Keating for, uh, bringing this together, uh, and I, I think we we represent in our, our region well. Yeah, I think so. Um, so, what's your next big endeavor with the home group? Is there anything else that you're moving towards um, after this uh, forum? 
Well, you know, from the conversations that happened last week, I've gotten, I've received a couple of calls from a couple of different developers that want to kind of understand more about what we're doing. Because a lot of times, since the, it is very complex, um, you know, the funding mechanisms necessary to develop housing, um, it really is, you know, it's a science yeah. in and of itself. Oh, yeah. um, it, so, but, so it's being done outside uh, without opinion from folks that are doing some of the, the boots on the ground work. So I think this is going to be our opportunity to kind of meet with uh, developers, let them know what we're trying to, you know, the, some of the things that we're seeing. We'll probably be able to give them some good um, information, technical assistance, and guidance from our perspective so that they can have stronger developments. I think the other piece, too, one of the thing, people that were at the event on Wednesday uh, was from the Federal Home Loan Bank. Yeah. Um, yeah, which what I thought was terrific. Yeah, I thought that was a good presentation. Yeah, it was because it's not it's not an organization you normally hear from because yeah. they're the organization that actually funds banks. They're the ones that are providing mortgage money to the local banks, credit unions like First Citizens Credit Union and Bay Coast and and many others in our region. And I think it would be an opportunity to try to connect with those folks, kind of see where they are, where they are, what their plans are, so that we can inform the community. You know, it came to my attention that uh, POA, and I'm forgetting what it stands for, but it's an affordable housing group, is actually in the midst of licensing for uh, an elderly um, complex uh, in in down you know just outside of downtown area, which is something that we desperately need because I mean I think uh, one of the most challenging things that we have in our community and you you're well aware of it is you know seniors that are getting priced out of the market. Uh, yeah. So we definitely need to make sure that we have space for them because it's that hurts us all when when seniors are homeless or uh, are struggling and bouncing about. If, if any family that has an elder in their uh, in their family, you know, can understand, you know, it requires a lot of help. And, um, you know, as a community, we need to put that as a top priority. So uh, POA, I think, stands for Preservation of Affordable Housing. Yes. Yeah. But, but they, uh, the ones that did uh, Temple Landing. Yeah. And so I, I think it's going to be near Temple Landing and a kind of an addition to it uh, for for elders. Is there any position on, because um, one of the, you know, co-founders um, yes. of, the, of the home group, Shane Burgo, he is the, uh, you know, you and Shane co-founded the home group. Is there any, uh, and he's putting forward this ballot, uh, this uh, rent stabilization ballot question, basically asking people whether or not that should be something, you know, they should do, basically, sort of like right. a prelude to, to, to action. Is there... What's is this PACA? Do you or PACA have an official position on that question? Uh, I don't know that we have a, an official position on it. However, that said, and I've talked with this, you know, uh, Rep, uh, Councillor uh, Burgo, you know, about it. And, you know, I, I think the more conversation about these kinds of things, the better. Um, mm -hmm. It is my understanding that rent control. Um, might not necessarily yield the outcomes that we're looking for. So I'm, I'm a little bit um, hesitant in terms of just kind of jumping on and say, oh yeah, rent control. Uh, however, what the the, the counselor is talking about is stabilization, 
And, uh, you know, that, that to me, you know, some people might say, oh, you know, <laughs> mincing words or what have you. But, yeah. you know, the fact is, is that, you know, we heard stories at that event on Wednesday where, you know, people are, are getting evicted out of their homes um, or being charged, you know, 40, 50 percent more for rent in, in a 30 day period. And that is displacing people all over. So I think part of that displacement, you know, some of the stories that we've heard over the last few months about seniors living in their car because they can't afford to to stay, and they, you know, somebody bought their building and they're 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 out. Um, I think we need to ha- to have some accommodation, and I applaud, um, you know, Councillor Burgo for kind of putting it out there for for conversation. Yeah. Uh, it does make some people nervous, and and you know, people are afraid. Well, this is going to scare off uh, investors. Uh, however, I think, you know, an informed community that is engaged, and we definitely showed that Wednesday. Uh, there was a nice cross-section of different folks uh, there. We are interested, and we can understand, uh, you know, how this works, and we can be supportive of smart development. And I think that's that's really where we want to go. We want people to be involved. Can't be passive in this. This is how we've not had housing over the last decade. Um, and so, you know, again, I think I'm I'm looking forward to understanding more uh, and having a conversation. This is a non-binding uh, referendum. I understand that there's some, uh, you know, there's some additional votes for it to go forward at the council level, and we'll see. I'm I'm hoping that people will put put that forth uh, because I think anytime we can have an open conversation about these kinds of things. Uh, the better we will all be because we understand it better. One example of it, there was a um, a recent development in the North End that was proposed by a, um, a uh, really great developer, and it got squashed because the neighbors were concerned about parking. Um, and this is the same place where there is homelessness <laughs> spreading throughout the neighborhood. We've got to find balance. There is no panacea. There are no perfect answers. There's going to be sacrifice on both parts. But uh, I think an informed citizenry and and, and folks that are aware of what's happening uh, and are supporting one another and trying to make the best decisions, I think that's that's good for New Bedford, not only New Bedford, greater New Bedford for the South Coast. I think that's important to to mention. Um, You said that there's... You know, there was something that was basically um, kiboshed because of uh, parking concerns. And so right. there has to be um, sort of like uh, people sort of have be, have to be disabused or disabused themselves mm-hmm. of NIMBY attitudes, basically. Yes. And, and the administrator for HUD is launching out a new pro, uh, a program called YIMBY with a Y at the beginning yeah. instead of the end. So, yes, in my neighborhood. Um, and so hopefully we'll we'll put an application for that and hopefully get some funding. But, yes, I mean, listen, I've lived in New Bedford, and I know how parking could be, and especially when it's snowing. Yeah. Uh, and it is challenging. Uh, but not to, you know, build housing uh, because of that. There are bigger challenges than the, yeah, there's bigger challenges than the availability of parking, right? It's the availability of housing as well. Right, right, exactly. But, you know, I mean, all politics is local, and I mean, these are really, you know, people feel strongly about this, and 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 that's part of what we want to try to do with the home group, is just kind of validate, yeah, this is important. 
So when Joe Quigley gets up to the uh, the mic and says, "Hey, none of your twenty-two uh, point plan includes anything for renters," we got to listen to that and we got to say, "Okay, what can we do?" It's not about it, it's about don't let uh, perfection get in the way of progress. Uh, we need to keep moving, keep adding, and adjust as we go. Um, this is this is a dynamic plan, and we need uh, more people. You know, to chime in. Yeah, to that point, actually, the the, the mayor's twenty two point plan. You were you were you were up there for the presentation. Um, I was. So, I was. what's your what's your thoughts on the plan overall? I, I think I think it's a great first step, and I think it is something that we can point to uh, and keep track of. My concern is that it's it's a beautiful plan. Uh, you know, it's beautiful looking, all that kind of stuff. But it, it, execution, executing the plan is going to be the, the important thing. But, to, you know, it's not just about, okay, we're going to build X amount of units in, in, you know, this part of time. It's also about creating an environment uh, where investment uh, can prosper in the city, uh, where local investment can prosper in the city. That's something that's really important, I think, that we, we cultivate local investors uh, to invest uh, in our neighborhoods because they have more skin in the game as opposed to the outside folks. Uh, so that's something that's in, important to me. I think, you know, making um, the development easier uh, in a smart way, uh, there's got to be, you know, transparency and accountability first, obviously. But, I mean, for investors, you know, I've talked with some builders as part of the home group uh, that are struggling, waiting months on months. Uh, for building permits and those kinds of things. We need to expedite that. That's included in the plan. So, I mean, I, I think, you know, is it going to happen overnight? No, but I think the timing was good uh, in terms of, you know, we, we'd all would have liked a little bit more notice and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, let, let's keep moving forward uh, and uh, we will adjust as we need to uh, uh, going forward. But I, I support the mayor for, you know, putting it forward and uh, look forward to being a positive um positive participant in the conversation um and i i think you know we encourage you know folks that are interested in this and could be a positive force for change to join us do you think that there are enough local developers to get involved well uh no i don't i not yet i i mean i think it exists but i i i think people i mean there's there's a wide variety of different folks that could be interested Maybe some some uh, young professionals that you know are looking to make some investments, or perhaps some uh, nonprofits that could uh, rally some resources and do some development of their own. Uh, and we're not talking about you know a thousand unit sites. We're talking about two and three families, um, yeah. and and really kind of building that up, uh, retaining you know local. Uh, flavor of our neighborhoods and and that sort of thing. So I I think you know there's opportunity across the board, and my priority is local opportunity. So um, is there anything we haven't covered yet that um, you'd like to discuss uh, in, on this topic? I think you know uh, I think we we have. I think it's an ongoing conversation. Yeah. Uh, I think there's some a place for everyone. I think everybody should be aware of this. Uh, even if you're not a developer, or maybe you own your own home already or what have you, but, you know, uh, you might be part of a family that owns a, a three-decker. Uh, maybe a grandparent owns it or what have you, and maybe they're transitioning to uh, a different, uh, you know, lifestyle. 
uh, maybe they're going to the assisted living or something to that effect, or or maybe the house is in trust. We want to kind of make sure that we are reaching out to all folks that own homes so that we can make sure that all the properties are at their highest, best use. Um, and we want to create an environment where people feel supported uh, and we can get that done. So, uh, again, it's an ongoing process. Uh, we'd welcome phone calls and emails and uh, get involved. Again, our non-home uh, group, uh, home group, uh, GNB, dot uh, org is you know you can find us there and just you know connect we'll 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 get you on our mailing list and you can uh join us uh for our meetings and, and future gatherings um you know the more the merrier that's homegroupgnb.org right carl alves thanks for joining us i appreciate the work you're doing i appreciate you too thank you thanks that was carl alves uh yeah we're Related, he's my cousin, um, but Carl's been a, a pillar in this community for about two decades uh, at least, um, probably longer. And the work he's doing at PACA, the uh, the work at the home group, um, really uh, at the forefront um, on the ground level uh, of a lot of the things that really matter, the things that we're talking about here, like addiction, like homelessness, like the um, scarcity of affordable housing and how to make it less scarce. Um, Carl's the one, uh, one of one of the one of the people really um, putting together the coalitions that can move things. And I think that's evidenced in Congressman Keating, uh, you know, moving with, uh, you know, moving uh, uh, that, that, that uh, forum forward with Congressman Keating and, and the, um, and the office of housing and uh, the department of housing and urban development, HUD. That was a big thing. And by the way, uh, we didn't mention this. I was at that. I covered it. There's actually a story on WBSM.com. You can check out if you'd like to see more. But I was there, and it was at capacity. Uh, it was completely full. Every single chair uh, had a person in it. And, in fact, I remember getting an article, I mean, an uh, email from, from one of uh, the congressman's uh, staff saying that they had reached capacity and that people can sign up uh, in, in virtually via Zoom. So there were actually, on top of the at-capacity number of people in the at UMass Dartmouth, there were people signed up on Zoom as well. Uh, so I think it goes to show you the level of interest there is in this particular issue and doing something about it because I saw a lot of people there. Um, you know, members of the city council were there. You had, um, you know, labor leaders. Uh, there was a lot of people there um, that are, you know, I would, I, I think would be identified by most people as uh, state reps. I saw Chris Hendricks there. There are a lot of people that would be identified, I think, as by many as community leaders. So um, that was a, it was a great forum. There was a lot to learn there. And there'll be more, I think, public discussions like this going forward. So 508-996-0500 is how you can join me this evening. We'll also take your messages on the WBSM app chat. I'm with you till 10 p.m. tonight. This is South Coast Tonight, and I'm Marcus Farrell. Stay tuned. Welcome back to the show. I'm Marcus. 508-996-0500. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to recap that housing uh, forum, but I thought it was there was a lot of good information that was that was shared, and I, th I think you know, Keating did a good job uh, at, the, at, at the outset to sort of summarizing the issue um, of housing with some with some compelling data. 
Uh, I think there's, you know, we said about half, more than half a million people are homeless. 60% uh, are staying in shelters, but 40% are unsheltered. And um, which is, you know, almost half. It's quite a thing. And, and even, you know, being in shelter is not an adequate long-term solution for people that are homeless. You know, it's they want to transition into, I think, some better housing situations. Uh, New Bedford, 20% of the population lives in a household with an income below the federal poverty level, including 30% of the youth in the city. 52% of housing in New Bedford was built prior to 1939 and 86% prior to 1980. Um, So it's an older housing stock. And um, so... 11% 11% of the housing stock is deed restricted as affordable. 50% of the renters and 30% of the homeowners are essentially at risk of homelessness with 30% of more of their income with 30% or more of their income going to housing. So, you know, it's one of those things I think for a lot of people, especially nowadays is that, and I think it's, you know, the, the best argument as to why, you know, we need to, I think better lobby the, um, our government for more comprehensive services in a lot of areas because everybody is one bad day away from complete and total um, disaster, right? Financial ruin, insolvency. Uh, everybody, most people are insolvent, uh, basically. Uh, on you know, people own a home and all of that because if you were asked a lot, a lot of people, if you're asked to pay off every penny of debt you owe today, you wouldn't be able to do it, right, for a lot of people. And so you're one bad day away from a lot of people, not saying everybody, I'm not saying most people in this audience, maybe some people in this audience, but a lot of people are, especially in America, where you don't get a lot, we don't get a lot uh, for the taxes that we pay. We get very little uh, services for the taxes that we pay. Um, You're basically one bad day away from ending up in a situation where you may be housing insecure. And it's something to think about. It's definitely something to think about while we talk about a lot of these conversations that we're having around, you know, where funding should be directed and whether or not we should look at um, uh, rent control as a viable option. Now, you know, I think having a conversation is good. I think Having a conversation around a, 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 around a, a policy like rent p- control is good. Um, I think the it's not a solution that's going to come ex- as expediently as a lot of people would like, especially considering where the state house is on it and you need the state house's approval. I think they're pretty solidly against rent control or rent stabiliz- rent stabilization. Let's say, but that still doesn't that still doesn't mean conversations on the record shouldn't be held, right? Um, so. Um, there was a lot there. You know, there were people from like the Federal Home Loan uh, Bank, which is basically a bank that's owned by uh, like a coalition of financial institutions in New England. And um, they're able to basically, uh, I think they're the ones that basically fund a lot of institutions with the money for um, loans. And so they have a lot of, pro- they have, you know, they have some really interesting, I think, homeowner programs and things like that you can check out. By the way, just a correction on what uh, 
we said about the it's homegroupnb.org uh homegroup and B, we said, I think we said home group GNB. We said home, uh, home group NB.org uh, is the website. If you want to check out more about the home group and the work that Carlisle, Shane Burgo and others are doing to try to, um, you know, uh, attack, uh, address this um, ongoing crisis. Um, Cause you know, it's going to take work and it's going to take people on the ground, um, you know, connecting with their community and, organizing and lobbying uh the you know state and federal government essentially uh for action so 508-996-0500 that's how you can join us this evening we can also take your messages on the wbsm app chat i gotta take a break we'll be right back 1420 wbsm is now also on 99.5 fm pollution from trucks is a public health crisis Diesel-burning trucks belch dangerous levels of pollution, and communities living near ports and along freight corridors breathe especially high levels of this dirty air. But this crisis has a solution. My name is Sasan Sadat, and I work for Earth Justice. I'm working to clean up our air quality, particularly for communities that bear the burden of diesel pollution. For the sake of our lungs, our health, and our climate, the future of trucking in this country has got to be zero emissions. Until then, I will never rest. Earth Justice is a national legal nonprofit defending the environment and people's health. Earth Justice is fighting to save lives, protect our climate, and strengthen our economy through the shift to zero emissions. If clean air matters to you, visit us at earthjustice.org. Earth Justice, because the earth needs a good lawyer. Sometimes I just cannot believe all the storms we've gone through here. I can only hope that we'll be able to leave this house to you one day, baby. You're our legacy. Planning for these disasters will make sure we're safe. And is the best way to protect that legacy. You know what? We should make an emergency communication plan. That way we're ready this year. At my dorm, we have emergency kits for earthquakes and wildfires, but I'm sure there's something more local I can send you with the link. Okay, smart. Protect your legacy. Visit ready.gov forward slash plan for the tools and tips you need to start your emergency preparedness plan today. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. WBSM isn't just a broadcast, it's also a podcast. Get all of our podcasts at WBSM.com, the WBSM app, or just search WBSM on your favorite podcast provider. Hey, welcome back to the show. I'm Marcus. 508-996-0500 is how you can join me this evening. We'll also take your messages on the WBSM app. Uh, Home Group NB uh, is the... Is the um, website because uh, I think we said home group GNB and it's you know uh, it's an organization that was founded by Carl Alves and Shane Burgo and they basically um, are you know an organization of people that are trying to um, create some positive outcomes uh, for uh, housing and I think that was a, a good thing that they did I think it was a it was it was no small thing that they were able to get the federal government to 
organize a conference at UMass Dartmouth to talk about a lot of issues with um, housing and strategies to to um, solve them. So you, you you know I think there was it was at capacity, and you hope that the people there were able to figure out um, or learn some you know new solutions. I certainly learned a few things and learned some new solutions that will help. Um, people be able to access affordable housing. So in the next hour, we're, we're running up against a break, another break. I'm going to take it in a, in a few minutes. But in the next hour, um, I want to talk to you uh, to you guys about uh, an interesting case that just settled today, and it's the Fox News Dominion voting machines case. And so we'll talk about that, and we'll... Um, We'll talk about that, and we'll uh, we'll because um, I, I think it's I, th- I think it's a it's a pretty interesting case um, in terms of the it would have been a, I think a precedent setting case. I guess we'll see how the settlement ends up, but if it went to trial, and I think inevitably up to the Supreme Court, I think it would have been a precedent setting case um, in terms of. You know the First Amendment and libel laws. Uh, typically, pr- the the press does have pretty strong protections against libel, which I <laughs> which I am a fan of. <laughs> Not that I uh, engage in libelous behavior, but I think it's often good to discourage um, uh, people from you know uh, using the courts as a mechanism to silence the media this case i i do think actually is 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 significantly different uh for a lot of reasons and we i think we can get more into that in a little bit um but what i'm going to do now is i'm going to take a quick break and we get back we can get to your calls at 508-996-0500 we can also get to your messages uh on the wbsm app chat uh this is south coast tonight i'm marcus farrow and we're going to take one quick commercial break and then we will be right back to uh, to talk to you, the uh, the listener. So stay tuned. 